Welcome to Calavista Conversations. If you're responsible for delivering software on time and on budget, or at least wish someone were, then this podcast might be for you. Some two-thirds of software projects don't deliver as promised. If you want to be in the successful minority, if you believe that you studied computer science and not computer arts, then join us as we talk about best practices and how people have tuned their development processes for success. And maybe we'll take a look at some total failures and try to understand how they went wrong. And hopefully we can all avoid falling into that basket of the two-thirds majority. So welcome, and now here's your host, Sloan Foster. Hello, and welcome to Calavista Conversations with Living Security. Today we have Ashley Rose, founder and CEO of Living Security. Ashley is a serial entrepreneur. She was the former founder of Bella Bearwear, Snapchain swimwear for girls that she successfully launched through Kickstarter. She has experience in product design, development and launch marketing, sales and social media engagement. She moved to Austin in 2014 and launched her career in technology, gaining experience in technical project management, quality assurance and the agile development process. She holds a bachelor's of business administration from the University of Michigan her passions are family, health, and personal development through new experiences. I might also add she's a mom of three. Welcome, Ashley. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Sloan. Happy to be here. So tell us a little bit about living security. What problem are you trying to solve? So uh, cybercrime is expected to cost the world over $6 trillion annually by 2021. And what many people don't know is that a majority, some statistics say as much as 95% of these breaches are caused by human error, people making mistakes, doing something that they should be doing, not doing something they should be doing, or doing something that they shouldn't be doing. Um, and historically, the way companies have tried to solve this problem is through an annual compliance training done through seminars or one-size-fits-all PowerPoint training. And what we know is that this type of training does not change behavior because breaches are still occurring. Um, So Living Security was launched. We use uh, immersive and gamified learning techniques to engage employees with the concepts to increase retention of the material and positively reinforce good security behaviors. Uh, And just as important as providing a more effective training program to the employees, we're also solving the gap of insight into the human risk for the organization. Our platform is built on a foundation of metrics that looks at human risk across multiple facets. Uh, We knew this was important to not only provide an ROI for our product for our customers, but to allow them to target training in the areas that needed it most. Well, that certainly um, sounds exciting. So tell me a little bit more about what led you to this idea and the the genesis of it. It seems like a very complicated field, uh, one where a lot of people are trying to solve problems in it. We know problems continually exist. So why did you decide now's the time for this? So I can't really take credit for the ideation of living security. Um, Drew is my husband and my co-founder. He's been in IT and security for the last 10 years. Um, And the gap between training and behavior change was really first noticed during the time he spent in the Army. He was actually firing people for making mistakes when he really felt that there needed to be a greater investment in the training for the people. Um, So when he moved into the private sector and had the opportunity to build his own program, he took an unscalable approach to training. Um, He actually created board games and started playing them with employees, really to form the relationship um, with the security team and to make them better, to help them to better understand the the um, just difficult security concepts. 
So your MVP at the end of the day was a board game that now you're taking into an immersive platform. Um, how many people have you trained first on that you know, sort of board game and the living security escape room? Oh, so yeah, we um, the board game really launched us into this idea of the living security escape room, which is what we took to market originally. Uh, we take cybersecurity concepts and we immerse them into a highly engaging training experience that you can play as a team. Um, and we've trained thousands of people through this in-person training exercise. Um, and the escape room is really our way to test out our hypotheses and prove out product market fit. Um, so we've run the escape room on site for clients and at security conferences all over the country, and everyone loves it. And then, like you said, we're launching our platform, Cyber Escape, in August, which will scale the immersion engagement insight to thousands of organizations and hopefully millions of people. Ashley, where was the point that you decided you needed to scale this from a physical escape room to a platform or software product that you can take to the masses? So we even knew before launching the escape room um, that we were going to need to do something at some point to scale this to more employees. Um, the escape room, we were able to, you know, again, test out our hypotheses, find product market fit and validation. And all of our clients are loving this. Uh, their biggest complaint is, hey, we've got tens of thousands, 50,000 employees, and we can't train them all through this escape room. And so through that experience, uh, we were able to work with these customers and clients and figure out what is the best way to scale the same immersive experience that they were able to give these small group of employees through the escape room into something that could be larger. Right, and so you realized during that process that while you and Drew understood cybersecurity and cybersecurity risk and prevention well, you may not know how to implement the actual technology platform, which is why you enlisted Calavista. Does that a fair assessment? Yes, that's correct. (laughs) um, And in that process, what made you decide Calavista over some of the other development teams out there? Yeah, because we were already um, working with some really important clients. Um, and October is actually Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Um, and we we knew that that could be a really high value add to these clients by getting them something like this, our cyberscape platform, in October. So time to market and, of course, releasing a quality product were really critical for us. And those were also the two biggest factors and reason we chose Calavista. Um you know, we talked to you guys initially, and your industry high success rate of on time and on budget really stuck out. And then you guys also came really highly referred from a, another customer that's in the cybersecurity space. Which is um, CyberNance, who we yes. also have a podcast with. You can check that out. I think believe that's podcast number two just for those keeping track at home. So how are you on track right now for product development launch? I know you just got back from RSA and some other big uh, conferences. So tell me a little bit about what you're, where you are right now and where you expect to be. Yeah, so we're, we're on time, on target for our launch this August. Again, October is really critical for us being National Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Um, a lot of the organizations that we're working with make a big push for their security awareness program. And so we already have a lot of companies that are signed up to pilot this uh, through this platform in that month. And so, yeah, everything's been going extremely well. We're really happy um, with our choice of Calavista and really excited that we're going to be able to offer them this valuable product um, on time. And when you launch in October, what uh, what do you expect the splash to be? How much, I know you've got have quite a bit of traction and a lot of people excited about this product. 
Yeah. So we already have close to 45 companies signed up to pilot this. We have a couple customers that are prepaying for the platform. Um, so we're looking at between 20 and 30,000 users on our platform come October. And those represent companies that understand this need where their human element uh, has impacted their corporate cyber risk at some level and understand that you can help solve that through this immersive training program for their employees, right? Yes, absolutely. So um, you are not a, this is not your first rodeo. You've been, a, uh, you're a serial entrepreneur. I like to say if you've done more than one and um, you're considered that, some other people might have a different definition. But nonetheless, you've, you've been down this road before at some level. Uh, what advice would you have for other founders who have an idea and want to bring something to market? Uh, yeah, so get out and start talking to your potential customers as soon as possible. Um, the more you know about your market and their pain points, the better you will be able to address them through your product. Uh, so we were fortunate. We were able to work with some really awesome customers as design partners in the product to really help us mitigate a lot of risk. Great. And what do you think um, are the critical components to a successful launch of your platform? So um, we already talked about some of the big ones already, time to market and delivering a quality product. Um, we're, we were able to find product market fit with an immersive training experience with the escape room and ensuring that we can digitize that to scale without losing the experience is critical. Um, so our design partners and user testing are helping us to ensure that that is a success. Um, and then lastly, I would say the execution on our go-to-market strategy. So we have a highly capital efficient strategy right now, taking the escape room to conferences as a way of getting new clients. And that's proven out to be really successful uh, with our first product. And so we're going to continue to assess and adapt during and after the launch of our platform. Great. So I'm going to ask you a couple of more detailed questions about the platform because I don't think we've given enough for people to be kind of wet their appetite but not given them a full uh meal here. So what what do you what is your platform going to be in phase one? What's the capability of doing? How are you going to address some of the issues going on in the market? As you've said, 95% of problems are due to human error. So what do you ultimately, what's the detail or nugget that you're actually solving to help mitigate some of that? Yeah. So the first um, version of the platform is going to really be addressing the, you know, the all, all around critical security awareness issues. Um, talking about password security, um, IoT device, and default credentials, and of course, phishing links. Um, and the way that we're differentiating ourselves from our competition is through these really highly immersive storylines. So people are actually taking part in the experience and they're part of solving the problem. We've also integrated um, some different mini challenges and, and puzzles into them to keep that engagement going and also incorporating the gamification factor of um, developing points and being able to play as a team and then keeping score through a leaderboard to keep motivating them to progress through the story. And uh, how many companies are you hoping to scale this to? You want to touch every major company? What's your sweet spot of companies that would actually use this platform? We're really targeting um, the high compliance regulated industries, the ones that are most greatly affected by breaches. So people in you know financial services, government, retail, manufacturing, um, education, but the ones that have the most to lose by um, the risk of a data breach. And the way that you're actually, your business model is an actual uh, software as a service where it's a monthly fee, monthly recurring fee for you to be able to go, what your employees be able to go in and engage on a real-time, continuous basis at this level and continue the education throughout the year, not just at one time when they get given a test or something like that. 
Yeah, the first the first launch of our series will be um, set up as a four week campaign. But um, what we're really hoping to do is get people actively engaged with security awareness on a continuous approach, like you mentioned. Um, there's also some other areas of the business that we can implement our program into, like HR onboarding training, so that people actually interact with security awareness when they first get into the company and really just help them build that strong culture from the ground up. Um, also, you know, phase two and then onward, building out the role-based training and be able to, to um, really touch on other important areas like privacy, um, looking at different compliance like PCI and HIPAA. Um, and then, of course, the, the insight in our human risk dashboard is going to be our next big push um, and being able to start quantifying the risk and looking at different metrics that we can integrate with um, in different technology systems. Great. So um, today, if someone wants to get in touch with you and learn more about one, either the the physical escape room, which I've actually did. I did it at Enotech Austin um, last year and, and loved it. I'm not a techie. I just play one on TV or the radio in this case and uh, really enjoyed the interaction part of it and the team building. But someone wanted to learn about that and then also learn more about your plat- platform. Where can they learn more? Yeah, so we have a website. It's um, www.livingsecurity.com. Also, please feel free to email me. It's ashley.rose at livingsecurity.com. All right, um, Ashley, thank you so much for joining us today. And we're happy to be working with you and um, uh, see great success for your product and excited to be a part of it. So thank you very much. Thank you, Slim. This podcast is brought to you by Calavista Software. We write cost-effective quality code for other people, delivering on time and on budget over 90% of the time. That's all we do, and we've been doing it for over 15 years. If you have software needs, we'd love to talk with you. Be sure to follow us at at Calavista on Twitter, or check out our website at calavista.com. That's C-A-L-A-Vista.com. Software development without the drama. Thank you for listening.